Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, Come Be My Light, Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 1, Many Things for Jesus and for Souls. After nine years in Loretto, Sister Teresa was approaching a very important moment in her life. She was about to make her profession of perpetual vows. Her superiors and her companions had by now become acquainted with her prayerfulness, compassion, charity, and zeal. They also appreciated her great sense of humor and natural talent for organization and leadership. In all her endeavors, she consistently showed unusual presence of mind, common sense, and courage, such as when she chased away a bull on the road in order to protect her girls, and when she scared off thieves who broke into the convent one night. Yet neither her sisters nor her pupils fully realized the remarkable spiritual depths that this hard-working and cheerful nun had reached in the midst of her daily activities. Her profound union with Jesus, the source of her spiritual and apostolic fecundity, was only shared with her confessors. She likewise rarely alluded to her sufferings, while the joy she radiated around her effectively hid her trials. In a letter to Jesuit Father Franco Jembrokovic, her former confessor in Skopje, she revealed the secret of God's powerful action in her soul. Dear Father in Jesus, hearty thank you for your letter. I really did not expect it. I am sorry for not writing to you before. I just received the letter from Reverend Mother General where she gives me the permission to make my final vows. It will be on May 24, 1937. What a great grace. I really cannot thank God enough for all that he has done for me. His for all eternity. Now I rejoice with my whole heart that I have joyfully carried my cross with Jesus. There were sufferings. There were moments when my eyes were filled with tears. But thanks be to God for everything. Jesus and I have been friends up to now. Pray that he may give me the grace of perseverance. This month I am starting my three months tertianship. There will be enough and plenty there to offer for Jesus and for souls. But I am so happy. Before, crosses used to frighten me. I used to get goosebumps at the thought of suffering. But now I embrace suffering, even before it actually comes. And like this, Jesus and I live in love. Do not think that my spiritual life is strewn with roses. That is the flower which I hardly ever find on my way. Quite the contrary, I have been more often with darkness as my companion. And when the night becomes very thick, and it seems to me as if I will end up in hell, 
then I simply offer myself to Jesus. If he wants me to go there, I am ready, but only under the condition that it really makes him happy. I need much grace, much of Christ's strength to persevere in trust, in that blind love which leads only to Jesus crucified. But I am happy, yes, happier than ever, and I would not wish at any price to give up my sufferings. But do not, however, think that I am only suffering. Ah, no, I am laughing more than I am suffering, so that some have concluded that I am Jesus' spoiled bride, who lives with Jesus in Nazareth, far away from Calvary. Pray, pray much for me. I really need his love. I am sorry for chattering so much, but I myself do not know how this happened. Jesus surely wanted this, to make you pray a little more for your missionary. Mama is writing me regularly. Truly, she is giving me the strength to suffer joyfully. My departure was indeed the beginning of her supernatural life. When she goes to Jesus, surely he will receive her with great joy. My brother and sister are still together. They're having a beautiful life together. You are surely very busy to think of letter writing. But one thing I beg of you, pray always for me. For that, you do not need special time, because our work is our prayer. A few days ago, I had a good laugh when some incidents from Letnica came to my mind. Really, how proud I was then. I am not humble even now, but at least I desire to become. And humiliations are my sweetest sweets. I must go. India is as scorching as is hell, but its souls are beautiful and precious because the blood of Christ has bedewed them. I cordially greet you and beg for your blessing and prayers. Yours in Jesus, Sister M. Teresa IBVM, Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, pray for us. Have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why does Mother Teresa ask for prayers in this letter to her former confessor? Why does she ask him to pray at least three or four times in this letter? Well, she asks for prayers because she thinks she needs them. And why does she think she needs them? Because she needs the grace of Jesus. She needs his love. Because she wants to make him happy. She wants to persevere. She wants to run the race that's set before her. And for that, she knows she needs his help. 
She can't do it by her own strength. But she also knows that God hears the prayers of those who pray. The prayer of the just man helpeth much, St. James writes. And many times in his letters, St. Paul asks for prayers. Like Mother Teresa in, this, in her letter here, St. Paul frequently says, pray for me. He himself prays for the people he's writing to. I pray without ceasing for you, he writes, to, for example, to the Colossians. And so this idea of praying for each other and asking for prayers, this is deeply rooted in the New Testament, but it's also rooted in our own experience. And this is what Mother Teresa is bringing out here. The life that Christ is calling her to is beyond her natural ability. And even after nine years in this order, even with all the grace that she's already done, all the persevering she's done, she doesn't think that therefore she doesn't need prayers. St. Philip Neri used to say, get as many prayers as you can. Get as many prayers as you can. Why are we afraid to ask for prayers? Why are we embarrassed to ask for prayers? It's like asking other people for help. What's wrong with asking their help? Do we think we're self-sufficient? Is it kind of awkward? Is it kind of embarrassing? What if they say no? Well, it's worth the risk. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.